we're live hi everyone welcome to another live reality game show podcast i somehow managed to get him out of hiding from the megan mafia it's ian the editor survivor michigan hey how's it going it's going well happy to be here i have uh you know avoided a couple of different uh attempts on my life this week as a result of the megan mafia as you say but i'm doing well doing well yeah uh glad to hear that there's currently people with pitchforks and torches outside his building that's correct i uh been doing only like food delivery you know i I haven't breathed air in about a week ever since it happened just because you never know when one of megan's many many fans could strike from the shadows he goes out with a mask and hat, not because of COVID, but for to hide his identity. That's exactly right, yeah. So with that, let's talk about this episode. And kind of, since we haven't had you on since the controversial uh, cliffhanger episode, kind of like talk about this episode and kind of recap the whole Act 2 section of the merge into Act 3. So... Watching this live, were you kind of surprised with what happened and it was it being Megan who got sent home in eighth again? Well, most of the when this was happening, most of the day we thought it was gonna be Cooper. And I was annoyed because the first time we thought it was gonna be Cooper was the double tribal, and that was the first tribal that I couldn't go to personally. And the second tribal I couldn't go to personally was actually this tribal. And so it kept just seeming to happen that every time it was about to be Cooper, I was not going to be there, which is driving me crazy because I really wanted to see Cooper get voted out. Um, So I was happy that it didn't end up being Cooper because I was going to be really pissed if I missed that. Um, So but most of the day, well, this 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 uh, week was only two days long. The um, challenge occurred on I don't remember what day of the week, but two days later was was Sunday. Yeah, so I guess by Tuesday it was tribal. And for most wow. of those two days, it seemed like it was Cooper. It seemed like everybody in the game wanted Cooper out. Uh, how Cooper got Andrew pissed off with him this week to the point that Andrew was fine voting him out, I'll never fully understand. But um, at a certain point, everybody was down to vote him out. The issue was just paranoia about idols, paranoia about who Andrew's going to give the necklace to. And it slowly things spiral out of control. Megan tells Cooper it's him. Chaos ensues. Um and I was surprised when I heard that it, this, it was becoming too much for production to follow. Like people were meeting at different houses. Nobody was telling us what was going on. We didn't we, I don't think production knew what was, who was going home at this tribal council at all. I remember going into it hearing like, it's going to be Cooper. If Cooper doesn't get the necklace, otherwise it might be a tie. And so like, I think we were as confused as anybody that it was not that um, uh, Megan just voted on her own. Yeah, it definitely was a wild tribal, and Cooper not getting any votes except for Emily's, which got canceled. Yeah, I think you can actually hear um, during her like post vote off final confessional, you can hear Matthew saying to Megan like, "Why didn't you just vote for Adam?" Because at that time, I think even Matthew would not didn't know that she hadn't been informed of the plan. We were just like, "Did Megan just vote herself out? Like, what's going on? Why did she vote for Sam when no one else voted for him?" Yeah, it was only afterwards that we slowly pieced together what had what had happened. Yeah, that the fact that nobody told Megan anything. Uh, yep. Like her allies didn't tell her anything. For re- maybe because there just wasn't time, but come uh, on, people, you know, that's not an. Ex- I mean, I don't think time is the excuse. I, I yeah, I don't think so. Like, you can day- easily get up in tribal and just whisper to Megan, "Hey, vote Adam." To this day, a lot of different people involved in this vote will argue that it was someone else's fault that Megan was not told. Um, but uh, I think that part of what it comes down to is that ultimately they didn't fully trust her. Like she had just leaked the Cooper plan and there was rumors that she was still tight with Sam and Adam in some capacity. Um, and their people just didn't trust her to vote Adam. They thought that her and Adam were secretly really tight. <laughs> Yet they trusted Adam to vote Megan. Well, it's two different groups of people, right? So Cooper and Andrew and Bailey don't trust Adam at all. They're, in fact, voting him out, right? But Leia and Sam do trust Adam. So they tell him it's Megan. It's it's compli- It's a it's a complex web of relationships. I feel like... Th- now, this could just be 
the viewer opinion that's coming out of me, but I feel like so many things could be simple if people just go and talk to each other and just tell people their, I'm going to say tell people their plans, but tell, because that can easily backfire. Because I was talking to um, Emily a few days ago about how she could have not been voted off if Sam, Adam, and Megan gone to her and say, Cooper's slipping on you. We don't want you gone. Would you vote Bailey with us to make it a 4 3 2? Yeah, and I mean, then, I, I think it's kind of odd that Adam, in all of that flip, doesn't tell Emily anything. I, it's, it's an odd moment for sure in the Adam and Emily relationship because Adam and Emily got pretty close. And I think that Emily definitely saw Adam as one of her closest people. And she's, even though she's not talking about the idol and stuff, she's still like, he should be able to tell that she still really trusts him, you know, and is telling him enough to tell him that she's going to make this big move and she has some kind of plan. And I kind of get why he doesn't trust that, but it's also better than her not saying anything. And I feel like, I don't know. I definitely, there is a scenario where they could have gone to Emily and flipped it some different direction that week. Yeah. She said, um, Cooper also has said that if Cooper knew that Emily was like jumping at the bit to flip, he might've approached her about flipping the week before the week that Sarah went out. He just had no idea she wanted to flip. Yeah, I talking with her, she mentioned a lot on how the one thing she that was like drilled into her head was like, don't tell anyone about idols because it will fuck you over. And that was going to be the big thing she was going to reveal to Adam in the plan. But then she was like, no. And then we saw what happened. And we saw the aftermath of what happened. And... I want to say it was like a good 10 to 15 minutes of just pure bad girls club. I think it's, it was like, yeah, in real life, it was like something like 30 or 40 minutes. Um, In the show, it was like 15 minutes, I think of uh, just people just going at each other. And this was the most uncomfortable I ever was on production like of filming like i there was times when people in the cast during the, when this was all going on in the post emily scram there was people asking me to turn off the cameras people in the cast were asking at various points can we just stop can we just turn off the cameras and i kind of refused i was unhappy with the amount of footage we had gotten at the double tribal i had heard that there was all these people crying and there was like rumors about lucy puking and stuff <laughs> and i felt like they didn't do an adequate i wasn't there and i felt like the it was didn't adequately capture the way it was described to me. And so I had like, was like, all right, if we get one of these bl- big blowups after Trump again, we're not turning off the cameras. So no, it's like, fuck your yeah, feelings. <laughs> yeah. Pretty much is what I said. I was like, sorry guys, this is a TV show. We're keeping the cameras rolling. You can, you can thank me later when you're happy. We have this footage, but in the moment, people yeah. were not happy. Yeah. I mean, not so happy that they took a two day break of just not talking. Yeah, I actually remember there was brief discussions of calling off the game at this point um, because there was, you know, uh, at least half of the cast was not on speaking terms for about three days, refusing to talk to each other, saying, I, I'm pretty much done. I'm cooked. And a lot of us were thinking, you know, this isn't going to be the end of this. Like, there's only going to be one winner. So, like, most of the rest of these people are just still going to get voted out. And how much worse is this going to get? And it's getting to the point where people are, you know, you know, a lot of these people are friends. And at a point, it's like, is this game worth destroying all these people's friendships over? Like, maybe like for a a TV show that, you know, a couple thousand people watch on YouTube. And at that time, less than that, you know, season one and two uh, definitely didn't get as many viewers. And those are the only ones that were out as this season has. So you know, at the time, it was kind of like, it was an open question, like, should we just, like, sit everybody down, be like, this has gotten a little out of control, and, like, maybe just call it off? Like, that that was discussed. Um, I'm glad that didn't happen, and ultimately, in, in the long run of real life, most people were able to work through this, but it was a really, really ugly time period. Yeah, I feel like if it was cancelled, people looking back being like, would probably regret it it be more like an in the moment decision and then maybe like a week later then like oh no okay maybe we kind of overreacted a little on the severity of this and at the end of the day these people are people they're not game box well unless they're cooper yeah i mean people have school also and like there's a million other things going on and 
this is coming up on exam period also where we're at in the time frame of the semester and so it's just like it, i don't we never i don't think the game ever got like actually close to being canceled but it, it that was just something that was like said out loud like it was at least discussed in some capacity um i mean we weren't sure if a lot of these people were even going to start talking to each other again they're just refusing to talk <laughs> it was like okay like if we're sending messages in the group chat saying, all right, what time are you guys available for the next challenge, et cetera. And people are just like, not even responding. It was like, all right, we have to move forward with this somehow. Yeah. But Good eventually people mellowed, mellowed down. Good we had loved that. ones, a perfect time for loved yeah. ones, you know? Yeah. That's... I was going to, we get the loved one challenge and I'm going to ask like, so how did this challenge be? The idea of a loved one challenge becomes a thing because I know it was a season th two thing, and I'm always sitting here like this seems super awkward. I mean, it was a season two thing, and we thought it was really fun, and we liked it, and so we were like, "All right, let's do it." A lot of things we did in All Stars were trying to bring back the best parts of previous seasons, and I think we all thought the loved ones challenge was just fun. Um, one thing actually that I wanted to talk a little bit about was, um, there was some uh chaos around the loved ones and who was allowed to be invited to loved ones yeah i was going to ask so if you've seen the jackson interview well I have, the live I have. jackson a, a wonderful interview. a wonderful interview top tier yes if you haven't seen it what's wrong with you it's pure gold yeah it's very there was a clip there was a clip that was cut out of the end portion so if people were wondering why it was taken down no it's not because production asked us to because there was a certain clip in there that kind of gave a bit of a spoiler, which was Jackson wasn't allowed to be Megan's loved one, which insinuates Megan made sick to the loved one's visit. Right, yeah. I asked so, I asked you guys to cut that clip just because uh, I didn't want it spoiled that Megan, like, every episode that doesn't have loved ones in it, you would know that Megan is still not gonna, is, not, is gonna be fine, right? Yeah. So, now that we have loved one visits, why wasn't Jackson allowed? So if it was up to me, so here's what happened was there was a lot of people who wanted to bring more former cast members and types of people. Like you see earlier in this episode, the Jack Tiggleman was around this weekend and Sam yeah, wanted to bring Jack. Jack. So Sam wanted to bring Jack Tiggleman as his loved one. And the issue was that Jack was technically on the alumni advisory board for the season, which meant he was in all the group chats and stuff. So the idea was that Jack and he like knew what the challenge was, I guess, technically, because it, it was he had access to it and stuff. So it was like Jack can't come because he knows too much. Now, Jack wasn't really paying any attention to any of these threads he was in or whatever, because he's like graduated and he really wasn't paying attention to it. So so it was like, all right, they were saying that they didn't want Jack to come. Megan wanted to bring Jackson. The issue was that Bailey. So Bailey originally wanted to bring Noah. And everyone was like, okay, we, we probably can't do that because, again, like he's basically on production. And yeah, um, then she was like, okay, well, then I can't bring Abby, my roommate. And production was also <laughs> like, uh, we're not so sure about bringing Abby because she's already, you know, caused all these problems. Now, uh, from my point of view, I was actually advocating for both Jackson and Abby being allowed to come because I believe <laughs> in the rule of good TV. So I was just like, this is going to be firecrackers. Like, let's see it. Let's see it. And uh, nobody else on production was down for that. And um, yeah, they were like this. They'll wreck the challenge. It'll be chaotic. They'll be. I was like, how? what can they do, though? It's like an egg toss. It's like, throwing eggs. What that's what I was do? saying. What, they throw they're the like, egg at each other. I don't know. They were like Jackson or Abby will try to like sabotage the challenge. And I was like, the only way they could do it would be sabotaging either Bailey or Megan, in which case that's on Bailey and Megan for bringing them if they do that. And that's funny. And besides that, if it's going to be them, like, yelling at each other or something, like, again, this seemed like good TV to me. But production was so, like, at this point, production was so, like, become, like, a turtle shell and was so afraid of the cast, honestly, like, coming at us for more perceived mistakes and was so afraid of both Bailey and Megan yelling at us if either <laughs> Abby or Jackson was allowed to come. So we just were like, yeah, no Abby, no Jackson, and no... Um, Noah. We said no... Uh, nobody involved in all-stars like no players from the pre-merge even though i think that would have been good tv like as an audience you don't know most of these loved ones so it seems to me that we should be advocating for as many former survivor michigan people as possible to come 
I feel like that would make the most sense. So I was down for Abby. I was down for Jackson and I was down for Jack Tiglin also. I was like, let's just announce the challenge. That'll solve the problem of Jack Tiglin knowing what it is. Let's just announce what the challenge is. It's just say it's an egg toss. What does it matter? You can't like practice an egg toss that much. Yeah, it's like not knowing what the challenge is can have an effect, but if it's literally just tossing an egg and making sure it doesn't crack, like, I don't know, maybe he'll bring gloves to soften the blow. Yeah, that's what I thought, Um, but uh, I was outvoted on this one and none of those people were allowed to come. But honestly, I guess it's fine that Jackson couldn't come because we got Camila in there instead. So, like, Camila wouldn't have come if Jackson had come. So you win some, you lose some, you know. Those people that were saying we want Camila on All Stars, look, she's on All Stars. She's in two episodes. Right? Yeah, we got two. We got Camila in two episodes of All Stars. You know, that's that's two more than zero. Yeah. Right. We also got we also got the revisit of the Puzzler in of May. Of course, oh the Puzzler. How could you not have the Puzzler? <laughs> big big episode for season four. Yeah, a lot of season four people coming back. Mm-hmm. May to make. For the lack Kayla. of season four people in the season. <laughs> yeah, well, Nate didn't apply for all stars, but I would. Have I don't even think Nate back. Yeah, I did not expect him to apply or be cast. Ah, uh, I think he. I feel like Nate would have had a shot if he had applied. I don't really know. production would have had to deal with his schedule two seasons in a row. Ah, uh, oh, that's a good point. Yeah, I hadn't thought of that. That could have held him out single single handedly, actually. Nate's just really funny, though. I would have wanted to cast it. But mm, I wanted to cast well, everybody. So I'm, like, maybe not the best person to ask. You wanted a cast of, like, how many people have played? 25. Like, I wanted a cast 25. of 25. Yeah. It would have been fine. It would have been fine. The episodes would have just been, like, six hours long instead of, like, three hours long. It would have It would have been fine. Yeah, I mean, if we can sit through three hours of Real Survivor or wait three hours for a real show, we can watch a YouTube series. This, we can skip all the boring parts um yeah so that was loved ones uh but yeah so yeah there was a little bit of controversy with it i think it would have been good tv if jackson and abby had been allowed to come but uh yeah the production was just like let's just avoid let's avoid more more drama let's avoid more and this is also coming right off the back of the mweb tribal council and everyone's been mad at each other and people were just like we just don't want any more problems like let's just <laughs> try if you don't want going. any more problems why did you cast these people <laughs> everybody was getting kind of worn down by this point okay i mean even the audience is kind of being like okay we get it you people are friends you don't want to vote each other off big whoop get to the point it's like when you hear it first the first few times like oh it's so emotional but when you hear it the 16th time it's just like okay we get it because I was asking in, like, the Discord, it was, like, I don't remember what the context was. I think people were talking about Andrew and how he's going to win, and I was just like, eh. It's like, people always talk about him being cocky. And it's like, oh, yeah, I must have missed on the confessionals because I skipped through them because I hear the same things over and over again, which is not on you. It's on these people for just saying the same things over and over again. Well, you're skipping through the episodes? What is this? What kind of fan are you? I have... I had to watch these right before I had to head to college or work, so I kind of just skipped through. <laughs> I'm like, okay, yeah, I get it. Andrew, you think you're going to win. Leia, you hate everyone. Bailey, you're crying. Cooper, you're game body. Adam, you're Sam's puppet. Or not Sam's puppet, yada, yada. When you have more time, you should you should go back, you know, and watch all the very important scenes you missed. I'm sure there's a lot of, there's a lot of juicy nuggets that uh, you missed, probably. Yeah, I'll do a binge of the season and just never skip an entire section. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Because every single line, you know, is critically important to the overall narrative. So you really won't get the full experience if you skip even a single second of the season. <laughs> yeah, I will. Never All the bonus scenes, the bonus scenes also. You really need to watch it actually, uh, with the bonus scenes as well to really get the the fullest picture. You know. Yeah, after every episode, I'll watch the respective bonus scene. Those I don't skip because those are just for fun. <laughs> <laughs> that's funny we haven't had one of those in a while unfortunately yeah i think the last one's like episode five episode six had it oh, well, i'll get six. them out for all of them eventually i am i'm focused on the finale right now and making sure it is tip top yeah so. we're waiting for our two and a half hour finale yeah no promises on the length of the finale yeah. 
<laughs> I don't know if this is a spoiler question. If it is too revealing, you don't have to answer. But is the finale going to be like Final Five, Final Four, Final Tribal, or like usual? Uh, it'll it'll start at Final Five. Okay, so it'll be like the Final Five, the Final Four, and then the Final Tribal is all one episode. Yeah. Yeah. Or Final Three, Final Two, we don't know. Don't know. It'll start at Final It'll start at final Five. I mean, I think that it's fairly obvious if it's a Final Three or Final Two at this point, but I don't know. I feel I mean, like that has guys been could pretty in- heavily implied in the episodes. You guys could introduce a vote a jury off twist. That was a thing. <laughs> Are you ever watching Australian Survivor? Of course I have. I mean... I just watched hey, the finale yesterday. Yeah. Uh, hey, Thal, who won Survivor Australia? Uh, it's Liz. <laughs> Spoiler to Survivor Australia. Dude, I do not understand the edit of that show at all. So if you had told me like halfway through the season that Liz was going to win, I would have said top tier, amazing season. But then... After Shawnee went out, she dropped off the map as she was barely in the show anymore. So I was just so I was like, "What the hell?" Like, oh yeah, Australian Survivor editing is terrible. I was so confused. I was like, I was convinced that George was just gonna win because I was like, he's the only person even being shown. Like, I I, I don't even like George, but I was almost I almost was disappointed he didn't win because it felt like the last four or five episodes, like nobody else was even on the show really. So how many Australian Survivor seasons have you seen? This is the second season I've seen. I've seen the the one I've seen Blood vs. Water also. Ooh, that was a bad season. Uh yeah. So I've seen that one and this one. But I might have to go back and watch the one that Haley and George were on originally just so I can see Haley win. Yeah, that's the um one before Blood vs. Water Brain. I might have Bone. to go back and watch that one just because just because I'd like to see George get his comeuppance. And I don't feel like it was justly deserved in this season. If you think the editing is bad in those seasons. <laughs> I did think the editing was bad in this season. I was like, I was just like, why do, is it not more balanced like at all? It's like, I saw some, I saw a confessional counter that was like, George had like 60% of the confessionals for the entire season. It was completely. He has insane. the most confessionals in all of Survivor history. That doesn't shock in- me at all. There's whole episodes that are only him basically. Yeah. And you think that's Madden Heroes versus Villains? You should see Brain versus Brawn. Why? Why do they do it that way? Why do they not give Liz more content? I don't understand that. No one knows. Like, there are seasons where people get vote it off. I loved her. In the first half, I she was hilarious. I was really loving her. If you had told me she wins, I'd been like, this is a top-tier season. But because she didn't get any screen time in the back half, I found myself being somewhat underwhelmed by her victory. <laughs> I mean, Even there's people who get vote. There's people who get voted off and they don't get a single confessional the entire season. Yeah, that sucks. I feel like that does happen in CBS occasionally too. Not as much anymore. Yeah, but they did at least get one random confessional in their vote off episode. But there's people who just like they don't get a single one. Yeah. I mean, Blood versus Water are a good example how one person got no confessionals up until the merge. Yeah. 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 Enough about Australian Survivor. <laughs> now back to Survivor Mission. This is like kind of like if you focused if you when you're editing season two, focused everything on Nick and maybe showed one or two of, of Mallory and Mallory wins. Yeah, if that, that is was a like little bit what, That's a little bit what the Australian season was like, yeah. Yeah. But I mean, so just, if you're watching Michigan All-Stars, you understand that I'm just like, I, I'm the complete opposite. I'm like trying to give every player as much content as physically possible, basically. Yeah, you're at least trying to give people these two confessionals. Yeah, I don't think anyone, everyone should have it, probably way more than that, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, and there's people like really trying to read into the edit, even though we there's it's been said how many like times there, I, there's no winner edits. I love that people are reading into it. I mean, I, th- every season has a winner edit to some degree, but definitely not to the degree that I feel like people are ascribing to it. Like there was a decent number of people who were convinced Megan was winning no matter what, because she was like rootable or something. And I was just like, nope, it's <laughs> nope. <laughs> just not going to happen. It just because they're the most rootable doesn't mean they're going to win. Not every good person wins survivor. It's also just like, like, and nobody, 
the, the people on this show are playing in an, something that is designed to turn you into a bad person. You know, like the goal of the game is to vote off all the other people. Like fundamentally, it is a game about exclusion. It is a game about like it's a reality TV show. And so I, there's so many comments there. Like, I can't believe how cocky these people are. It's like they're doing this for fun, though. Like they're filming the confessionals. They're going to be cocky. That's kind of why they're doing it, you know, to it to a degree that and like the competitive aspect of it in survivor you can be a worse version of yourself and in some ways it actually it actually kind of amplifies the worst traits about people i think in a lot of ways um and so like yeah i don't know a lot of this is michigan also is just messy and that's why i think it's good i think it's i think it's entertaining because it's just a mess (laughs) nobody if people were nice to each other, people would be saying, oh, everyone here is too nice. Like, nobody here wants to bring like, good entertainment. Yeah, that's my problem with CBS nowadays. I think the new CBS seasons, people are just too nice. Yeah, everyone's aware of their edits. Like, nobody... Right. I miss the right. days when people would just walk into a cast room and just look at each other. It's like, so who's the bitch of the season? Have you watched Outlast on Netflix? No, what's that? Okay, you should definitely watch this. Cooper and I binged it in like a night a few weeks back. It's it's like kind of Survivor esque, but um, basically it's like sixteen people in the Alaskan wilderness, and they start in teams, and they have to the last team standing wins the money. But you can switch teams at any time, and there's no like voting out. The only way people leave the game is by choosing to leave. So very very quickly it devolves into like this Lord of the Flies esque thing where they're like <laughs> doing they're like being as mean as possible to each other to try and get each other to leave the game. It is massively entertaining. Massively uh, entertaining. I would highly recommend it. <laughs> I'll say we have it. Good TV. I say we have it. I don't know if it's on like the Irish Netflix or if it's just like on the state ones. But I'm sure I can find it somewhere online. Yeah, yeah. I would never advocate for that sort of thing, but yeah, I'm sure you can <laughs> find it online. <laughs> yeah, I mean that's how I watch Survivor. I had to look for some dodgy website. So what else? What other questions you got for me about the uh the season? <laughs> as it is yeah um we were going on you were going on saying how uh survivor does bring out the worst side of people and we do see that a lot with everyone this cast i think it's fair to say i think one of the questions in the end of the episode doc where it's like who played the best game i was looking at it's like where's the no one option (laughs) (laughs) no one here played a good game this episode leia leia did i think leia played this week well Everybody else played it in somewhere in the range of messy to really, really, really messy to bad. I think Leia played this week well. I think nobody else was making total sense, honestly. Yeah, once again, Leia got somebody not on her list. Right. So as much as she is an but she did want Cooper out most of the week, so which was surprising. Right, like I thought that was a little underrated. Like, what do we think of like Leia finally just turning on Cooper and blaming Cooper for like, is that not like she's blaming? She's saying it's all Cooper's fault that now she's going against him, which seems a little. I don't know. How did you feel about that? Do you feel like it was Cooper's fault that this is happening? No, it was bound to happen. She knows Cooper. Like, how did she not expect this? I know. Maybe in her delusional world, this makes sense for her. It's like she needed a reason to turn on Cooper. She always wanted to turn on Cooper. She just needed a reason to where she doesn't look like the bad guy. (laughs) I think there's something to that. I think that Cooper and Leia's survivor relationship is fundamentally unworkable at its core. Like the idea that Cooper and Leia could ever really go to the end together. I just don't, I just don't see how they would ever trust each other to do it and how they wouldn't both think the other one they would never take each other to the end because they'd be afraid the other one would beat them you know as well and i think there's nobody that cooper and leia would least would would like to lose to less than to each other and the idea that they would take that ultimately any alliance between the two of them is bound to eventually devolve into petty squabbling and mistrust so if you want to play Survivor with your best friend, go right ahead. <laughs> yeah. I think some of it comes out of season one as well. Like Cooper always blamed Leia somewhat that she chose Mitch over him in season one. 
And we see here Lay's explaining that like she that she doesn't see it the same way that he does, but that distrust is fundamental and it it carries them even into all stars, you know, that the seed of mistrust that at some point, you know. Yeah. I feel like both of them are just kind of like refusing to listen to the other's reason and just like, no, the way I believe is fact. So Definitely. Cooper Cooper blames Leia for him ending his game. He also blames Akshay for him ending his game. He also blames his roommates for ending his game. It seems like Cooper cannot accept responsibility <laughs> at this moment. I like the take. I like that take. Well, there's a lot of nuance, weirdly enough, because, you know, Cooper, Cooper and Leia have a conversation. Leia tells him about the girls' alliance. Cooper believes that, that, was a mis- that that's a slip-up and that Leia didn't mean to tell him about it, right? And so when he tells Sam and Adam and everybody about the Girls' Alliance, he believes he's turning on Leia for a justified reason. But Leia, from Leia's point of view, she believes that she told Cooper this on purpose and that she was telling him about it so that he wouldn't be concerned about it. And the idea that he weaponized it, both of them basically seeing the absolute worst in the other one. Leia believes that Cooper intentionally weaponizes information against her knowing that it was fake like leia thinks that cooper manipulated this information knowing that like leia didn't that leia told him it on purpose that he lied and told everybody it was a mistake but cooper believes that it was a mistake that leia told him but doesn't believe her that she wasn't going to turn in him so they both are seeing the absolute worst side of each other and neither one of them like is really willing to give each other the time of day which i think is kind of interesting I feel like if Leia and Cooper just do what Leia and Sam did and just sit with each other and talk, then they'd be like, oh, okay, so this is just a huge, big misunderstanding. Maybe, I but I don't like, know if they're capable of, I don't know if they're capable of having that kind of conversation. The way that they're Leia too stubborn. They are too stubborn, yeah. They're both too, now, this is not going to, this is probably going to seem rude, but I'm going to say that they're both too arrogant and self-absorbed with each other to just talk it out and accept that okay maybe it's just a bit of miscommunication i mean to a degree yeah i think it is partially that they both are they have two of the more massive egos in all of uh college survivor i would say i mean cooper and leia i mean i mean the two are getting an episode title named after them next episode which well they'll have to get in line because will has two of those (laughs) I also like how in the Discord everyone's being like, this whole episode's gonna be all Leia versus Cooper, and it's gonna be someone like Bree who goes home. <laughs> we'll have to see. What do you think? What do you think? Who do you think's going home next? Honestly, I do think that's something like that's gonna happen. It's not going to be Leia or Cooper. Because it's kinda happened with the Will versus Ben situation. It was like Will versus Ben, but neither of them go home. It was oh, just people. Will went home and Will versus Kevin. That's that's different. That's Kevin involved. <laughs> so, <laughs> <laughs> Logic doesn't follow when Kevin is involved. <laughs> Kevin's like, he's like um, a temporal anomaly, you know? The rules don't, he's Desmond Hume. The rules don't apply to him. Yeah, if, if it's involved with Kevin, time and space doesn't make sense. Gravity is upside down. Um, Leia's list doesn't exist. Like, just the unthinkable will happen. And what was I? I was going to say something. I do this every time. I think of something and then I immediately forget it. Oh yeah, I was going to mention how um Leia think not Leia Cooper thinking Leia slipped up is kind of a callback to all the way back in episode two to where uh Cooper thinks Tom slipped up by saying Sam's name, and right. Then, like, you said Sam, meaning it's Emily who actually did this when he was just telling the truth. Yeah, uh, Cooper definitely, once he has a certain view of something, he is not willing to change his mind about it, you know? Yeah, which most likely will come to bite him at some point in the season. He, The weird thing is, he does look like he's kind of winning. But am I, I don't remember who said this. I don't know if it was during the draft or during one of the after shows where somebody says, if Cooper wins the season, you wouldn't have edited it. <laughs> so I kind of just... <laughs> you think? I'm kind of believing, like, okay, if Cooper does win, there's no way one Ian would edit the season. Two, he'd try to make Cooper look so bad. 
Well, maybe you wouldn't. Maybe you'd be great so friends. Who, do you, like, who do you think is going to win? See, this is difficult because all of them are kind of doing bad to where I can see them all losing at the end, but somebody has to win. It's kind of tight. I feel like it's either Sam or Bailey winning with maybe Adam, but I feel like Adam pissed off so many people. Interesting. I feel like it's one of those three. I feel like Cooper's too obvious. Leia's one hundred percent not winning. If she somehow wins, ugh, that'd be one of the worst winners ever. <laughs> um, Bree's not winning because she's has not done shit in this season. And who am I forgetting? Oh, Andrew's not winning because there's too much foreshadowing of him being built, him building himself up to have just a huge fall. So I feel like it could be Bailey or Sam. I could, I think Adam has played a great game. I think he just has piss poor jury management. But to be fair, so does everyone in this cast. Nobody knows what a jury is in this situation. Uh, I guess we'll have to see. I guess we'll have to see what happens. Yeah. Oh, and now that I have you on, we're not getting any results in this Pringle Idol. <laughs> <laughs> There's only three episodes left, so we'll have to we'll have to find out eventually, right? I really hope. Part of me is really hoping that we never know which one is real. I mean, that would just be I I I would not do that. I feel like that would just be the troll to end all trolls. Like, what would be the point of that from a narrative I, standpoint? I don't know. Just to keep the audience guessing and be like, I guess we'll never know the, who had the real Pringle Idol. I, I honestly don't blame people that are annoyed with the Pringle Idol thing. It's literally been what is it now how many episode three it was introduced and we're on episode 13 so 10, 10 episodes, episodes 10 episodes of just a complete mystery <laughs> i'm surprised you didn't do your like little editing trick where you go like zoom in on their face and be like are they going to play the idol and then it's like no because <laughs> i know yeah. you really like doing that uh you know i i do like i have certain tricks but you like to keep people on their toes you know you you don't do the same gag twice, you do a different gag. Yeah. So I mean, you have done this like three times. Not in this season, but just like in your career. That's possible. There's definitely been, I'm sure there have been some edits that have been done multiple times by me at this point, you know? Yeah. The other one is like showing votes when somebody's about to play an idol thing. That also oh, I hate happens. when that happens. <laughs> <laughs> Only because when I'm editing the episodes for the tri for my tribal council videos it's just like oh for god's sake stop flashing out of when the votes being read it gets annoying to cut <laughs> that's only for my own personal selfish reasons <laughs> apologies apologies you're not the only survivor editor that does it <laughs> don't worry oh there was one other oh yeah i also really liked it back to the emily vote off when it was like an entire music scene for the ending. It's oh, like yeah. while Emily's being cut off, it's just like some music was playing, like the war is about to begin. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's Emily B's theme music. If you go back and rewatch this season, you'll see lots and lots of Emily B scenes that include that music, all leading up oh. to her tragic blindside. Uh, so yeah, I will say that uh, along with the cliffhanger ending, which was the number two most controversial editing choice in the. Uh, like what should i call them the test screenings the number one editing choice that the test screeners hated the most was uh the like anime attack on titan intro to episode 12 people they were like they why didn't, would they, they hate that oh they hated it they were like they were begging me up until like the day of like don't just take it out don't put this in <laughs> i was like what's it's, i was like it's thematic they were like if you don't watch Attack on titan you have no idea what it is i was like if you watch Dak on Titan, then you'll get the joke. If you haven't watched it, then you'll under you'll you still get it. That it's like, oh, it, it's the shit's about to go down. It's it it's war now. Like you know, like this is serious business. This isn't you know, this isn't your 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 daddy's survivor. Like now, playtime is <laughs> this over. This isn't your this isn't your swag dad survivor. <laughs> yeah, if, yeah. Like playtime is over. This isn't some season four goofy shit. Like this is the real business. You know. <laughs> Now, coming from someone who has not seen Attack on Titans, it was a good choice to keep it in. Thank you. 
I eventually did recognize those Attack on Titans, but I didn't know it straight off the gate because I don't watch that. For I just yeah. can't get into it. Oh, I, I see this comment about how much I like Attack on Titan. Honestly, this season, like, you can find out a lot about my tastes in like movies and TV shows based just on the things that have been referenced in this season. Like, the trailers really? had like Star Wars music. The the Attack uh, on Titan music keeps getting used. There's some other stuff that's been used a bunch that are neither of those things. Um, I feel like there should be a references, the kids next door references, the Ocean's Eleven, Bailey's Eight references. Like it goes on and on. There's lots and lots of shit like that. Mission Impossible music got used for Lucy. There's been a a million (laughs) things like that in the season. Your help of me with my theme music video, (laughs) where I give everyone a different song. Yeah, I mean, pretty much every player has their own theme music on the show. Some of them have just been more obvious than others, you know. Huh. I would ask what is everybody's, but I feel like that'd be way too long to list. So maybe <laughs> I, I feel like after the season, I feel like it's yeah, like after yeah. the season we can get like something. Yeah, we could. I can. I, we can go into that after the season. But everybody yeah. does have one. Yeah. Who knows? Maybe they'll match with my video. No, they won't. <laughs> <laughs> Emily Bees was the Attack on Titan Barricade song. I kind of want to now go back and listen to people's background music to see if I recognize any. There's a few that are particularly like Crouch. The one that's for Crouch, I feel like, is particularly noticeable if you started listening to it. Like in a lot of Crouch scenes, it comes in. Um, there's some other people. Kevin had a, a pretty noticeable one. Uh, other than that, a few of them are just too many spoilers. Too much spoilers to say. <laughs> <laughs> their music is spoiler to their outcome. <laughs> some people, maybe, you don't know. Anything could be a spoiler. Yeah, because people in the Discord were going off saying how, you know the little intro bits that everyone does where it's like a cut to their past season? Oh, yeah. Yeah, people are arguing, it's like, oh, Adam's one is a spoiler that he is Sam's puppet because he says, bitch, I'm no puppet. I'm like, no, that's just something he said in season four. But why would they pick that if it's supposed to be iconic moments? Because Adam didn't last long enough to have one. So what's what's this theory again? It's like Adam is going to go down trying to not be Sam's puppet, but he's ultimately going to go home because it's like he's going to try and not be Sam's puppet, but that's going to be where he goes home. But like, what does it have to do with the intro quotes? I don't know. People are just looking for any reason to make sense of this season. (laughs) Interesting. Interesting. Uh, So what is the idea that the intro quotes like mean something? Yeah, it's like it's kind of foreshadowing. They're having like foreshadowing moments. Oh, that's and I was just like, yeah, and I was just like messaging people being like, okay, then explain literally anyone else's. <laughs> Are you so sure that that uh, there aren't any of those that do line up? Well, that was a, how many people have been voted off so far? There's seven left. There's only seven left, so... 14 people have been voted off. You could have 14 of those and see if any of them... Uh, they don't match. <laughs> match up. So you think they don't, so you discount this theory. Yeah, no, it doesn't exist because it literally doesn't match anyone that's been voted off so far. Interesting. What, does Interesting. Bailey actually sleep with somebody on her tribe then get voted off? No comment. No comment. <laughs> I'll, uh, I'll address this theory after the show. <laughs> she sleeps with production. I have, I have for the record <laughs> seen this theory, and I, I think it is uh, somewhat interesting, but I will not comment on it until after the show is over. Lucy, I can survive on an island. I just can't survive on a three-person tribe. <laughs> so, let's also mention the eighth place curse. That's right. Well, not the eighth place curse. It's Megan's the, the second prophecy. The Akshay prophecy of eighth. Yeah, somebody on this tribe is going to get eighth, and then everyone on the tribe got a vote to potentially be eighth. I will say that. Uh... It was really funny to me in the two weeks before this episode, most of the comments and stuff seemed there was a lot of people that were talking about this eighth place curse, but they were like, So Sam or Adam must go home next because it obviously isn't Megan. And I was like, This seems like like I don't know I don't know if anyone has talked about this yet, but the very last clip of the episode is Jackson from season four saying, Eighth place, eighth place, eighth place. Eighth place. Shit. Yeah. Which is a clip from season four that was at the end of Megan's boot episode in that season also. So the eighth place setup for Megan has been there since the very beginning. Uh <laughs> And uh, 
I feel like people what? just people didn't want to see it that, that that that's where it was headed. But I thought that it was it had been fairly well telegraphed, honestly, that, that Megan might potentially get eighth place. Do you know want to know something funny as well? Megan got eighth place on her eighth tribal, uh, getting her eighth vote while winning eight challenges in her survivor career. That's insane. That's insane. So That's insane. is eight just her unlucky number at this point? I don't know. I don't know. But there was definitely some weird muju with the eighth place curse. Like every person who got eighth place lost the first challenge. And every person there was, yeah. And the eighth places um, were all in the same tribe. It was all connected. Eighth place was all connected. I don't know. It's some weird, weird eighth place curse. I think that when Akshay got voted off, he actually cursed Pani that that Pani members would all receive votes at eighth at eighth place. And Cooper. Uh, yeah, but I mean, Cooper's was doesn't count. That doesn't yeah, fit the narrative I really... here. Well, it, it would have been hilarious if, if Emily had taken out Cooper with an extra vote. That would have been so funny. Yeah, I do. It does suck because Emily was like given not good advantages whenever she got them. No offense. Uh, oh, I, I will say that this was actually cut out of the show because it never had any impact. But the right of revenge, there was actually a second advantage that went with it that let mm. you, um, it allowed you in any challenge to disadvantage somebody. Ah. But because she never used it, I was just like, ah, we're cutting this. It's like, whatever. It doesn't, it never gets brought up. Um, mm-hmm. So the right of revenge was actually like two different advantages. It was this like, vote after the your out thing and it was also you could disadvantage somebody in a challenge but because she never used that part of it i was just like we're we can cut this out of the show it doesn't matter at all it doesn't make the advantage that much better but it makes it slightly better i guess because it was two things yeah i I, revenge is a bad advantage and it kind of sucks yeah i was saying i said when it was introduced i feel like if she got to vote at tribal rather than the second she got voted off it could have had some merit because I asked her who she would have voted for had she got to vote at the tribal. She said she would have voted for Adam. And if that was the case, it would have been a tie between Megan and Adam. Ooh, interesting. Interesting. Yeah, it kind of seems like you should be able to vote based off who gets immunity for sure. Yeah, because But it's I a goofy be... it's a goofy mechanic no matter what, to be fair. Yeah. Like a jury member voting after their vote at all it's kind of like a good idea in theory i like the concept behind it of like it being a threat but i honestly almost think it would make more sense later in the game as an advantage like an advantage near the end at like final six or five you know when like the numbers really matter and an extra vote against you could actually be a big deal yeah or be like you can cast two votes as a jury member oh that's interesting yeah that's interesting also actually that'd be yeah, kind of can... o- that'd be kind of op i think two yeah, jurors, like... that's a lot yeah it's like final two eight member jury one jury member has two votes that's th- that's too many votes a uh, jury getting <laughs> two votes i don't like that that's op i i mean i seen the twist and it didn't have an effect on the winner but <laughs> anything else what else any any other anything else you want to know while you have me here that you've been wondering about um who wins the season now <laughs> um i have this always happens i've had like six different questions before recording and then we record and i immediately forget all of them i need to start writing them down oh um since act two is now over and we're now entering act three what would you how would we describe Act 2 in general? Is it more just like the build-up to Act 3? Is it the act that nobody cares it's the, about? It's, no, it's the middle chapter, you know? It's the, it's the Empire Strikes Back of the series. It's, you know, character development, deepening the relationships, and a slow descent into hell, which is what Act 3 is. Act 3 is just absolutely bananas. Act 3 is like what I would call positionless survivor. Like, you've heard of positionless basketball? Act 3 is positionless survivor. Um Oh yeah, we're like no one's on top, everyone's on the bottom. It's just chaos. And... It's, it's just chaotic, and this episode is chaotic, and you should expect more chaos the next couple episodes. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, I mean, you the a lot of people, the the middle portion is always just setting up the conclusion, 
And so hopefully the conclusion satisfies people. But um, yeah, that's what I would say. I would ask you who, okay, if you can think back to three years ago, who, while watching as a member of production, were you thinking could win this? At this point? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't know if that's like somehow considered a spoiler necessarily. Honestly. Yeah. I'm trying to think, ask opinion questions that don't lead to spoilers. <laughs> I'll tell you that there are some people who are, I feel like the audience does not have the best read of the jury currently. Like, I think that the jury was a lot more open to pretty much anybody than people might have expected. Like, this jury was actually very, very, like, open to just, it was, in a, in a certain sense, it was, like, strangely unbitter. To, there was definitely people who were bitter, but as a collective, I feel like they were very open to the idea of, like, we want this to be, we want to take this very seriously and, like, really have the winner represent All-Stars and, like, we're going to listen to what they have to say. And we, we could be persuaded by like any potential pitch. Like I know at this uh, point there was nobody in the game that the jury felt was drawing dead and had no chance to win. All seven people left, I think could have won the game from this point on, depending on what they oh, did from here to the end. That's interesting. Cause like you said, there's a lot of people that the audience believe are just like, go not going to get a single vote. No one's going to vote for Leia. No one's going to vote for Adam. No one's going to vote for Bree. That's really right. I'm telling you that all three of those people have winning scenarios from this point to the end. So the I don't know which scenario pans out, but I, I think that any of these seven people left had a scenario where they could have won the game. Yeah, because I said this earlier, I do see Adam winning. It's just whether the jury will not be pissed off at him. I can weirdly see Leia winning, which uh, I really hope she doesn't. <laughs> No offense, but I feel like that would really bring down the season. In my opinion. Just because she's kind of irritating. I really don't see a world, though, where Brie wins. Unless she has, like, that many friends on the jury. But I don't really see any jury... I don't see a jury... There's still a lot of game left to play. And I do think that a lot of juries also, at least in Survivor Mission experience, very heavily weigh the endgame in like their final vote so yeah not everyone is an emily paddock where it's just like i don't want to vote for a sabu sabu person so i'll just vote the other one right this was different than that like this was like a lot of people on this jury were pretty open to voting for a number of different people depending on how it shook out so bailey's not on the jury then (laughs) (laughs) so that means she makes final i'm not gonna say that there are no bitter people on the jury, but like, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens. I mean, bitterness can actually even play into a game because, well, you didn't have a good enough relationship with this person, so why would you vote for them? Yeah, no, it happens all the time. Yeah, it's like, am I going to vote for someone that screwed me over or someone I've never talked to? We'll have to find out. We'll have to. <laughs> Have to find out, I guess. And another thing I'm excited for that you mentioned is this alleged vote count that's apparently never been seen in Survivor history. I believe that to be the case. We'll see if I have to uh, eat, you know, whatever, eat crow. And I've been lying about that. But <laughs> I mean, I, I think it's I the sent, case. I sent you the Google Doc. I sent you the Google document with all the vote counts. You yeah, said you didn't I, see it there. It, you're, it was not on your Google Doc that I could see. So we'll have to see. We'll have to see when that when that happens. So many things are flowing through my head. Is like, is it somehow somebody goes home just getting two votes, or something like everyone gets a vote and there's like people are predicting rocks at six now. It's like you can't make sense of this season. Uh, I think this oh, jury. Ju- uh, I think this jury delivers. I think this jury delivers in spades. Um, yeah, I think there's a few. Uh, there's a few jury speeches that, to me, there are a few jury speeches that actually like I would almost consider them like character arc resolutions for certain people on the jury. 
who Kevin. to me who to me their arc their arc their story of survivor michigan doesn't fully end until they're on the jury and get to speak their mind about certain things so um i'm not gonna say these people are but i i felt the jury really really brought it and uh understood the assignment so to speak so i mean kevin's on the jury we can expect him to either have a real moment or be character kevin moment where he just says everyone that they played a terrible game and none of them deserve to win we'll have to see we've definitely got some firecrackers on this jury you know so uh yeah i can uh... see sarah getting it into people um i'm hoping lucy just goes off on someone it's like now I'm in this position now. Y'all didn't vote for me. Well, that's only if Sam makes it to the end. Or Lucy, Embry. Lucy fully embraces her role as the queen of the jury. Let's just put it like that. So I think people can look forward to some good Lucy moments in the finale. I mean, <laughs> oh, fuck, I thought of something and I nearly forgot it again. Jury. Sorry, uh, mind went blank. So I guess that's everything. Is do you want to give us any like little hints to what's to look forward to, other than the unpredictableness? Uh, you know, I mean, I hope people are satisfied by it. I hope that um they enjoy it. And ultimately, I've always felt that like any good. I'll say this on the last after show as well. I've always felt that um any good ending which this is the ending of five seasons. I thought that any good ending should do three things. Uh, should make people laugh and cry. And I want, so I want people to, when they watch it, I want them to laugh. I want them to cry. And I want them to, you know, wish that it was an ending. And that's ultimately what any good ending should do. It should leave you wanting more and being glad that it happened at the same time. So. Yeah, I think at the end of the day, we just want a satisfying good results to the story that is survivor michigan i feel like we get that but you know i think that i also think it will be controversial i think that this season is controversial and so i feel like it's inevitable that the ending will be controversial as well I, i don't think it'll be like every single person loves the winner i think some people will love the winner and some people will wish it had been someone else who is in there potentially yeah, I mean, no one's going to be happy with the winner because it's not Megan. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I've been working um, on the finale quite a bit. You know, it's close to them. There's still some scenes that need to be tweaked out. But the last, like, 10 or minutes or so have been locked in for quite some time. And I I feel very strong about the last 10 minutes of the of Survivor Michigan. This is actually what I kind of want to ask you. You know who wins the season. Would you have voted for that person to win if you were on the jury? That's a very interesting question. I don't know if I want to answer that until after the season. Ooh, Ooh so it gives spoilers. <laughs> but I think that's very interesting. <laughs> I, I think I'll say I think that there were uh I don't know. I don't know. I don't know if I want to say anything, honestly. I don't want to say anything. <laughs> I like to think now that it is Cooper, and it's like, Cooper did play an amazing game, but I don't want to vote for him because I just don't want him to defeat his ego. I, I, I kind of felt that um, my feelings on it at the time, actually, are slightly different than they are now. And that's all I'm going to say about it, I think. Okay, so that could be a positive to negative, negative to positive neutral to oh now i can see why who knows there's some arguments that people you know there's certain arguments you see at a time and then once i've watched all the footage you know and i see everyone's point of view i understand other arguments in a different way than i did before you know is one way of putting it i think well thanks Ian, for coming on sorry for all my blank questions no worries (laughs) great Uh, thanks (laughs) yeah No, great to be here. Thanks for having me as always. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Thanks everyone for watching. If you want to watch more Michigan Contact, watch the season. I promise it's good. I know people are complaining, but we complain about it because we love it. <laughs> it is good. It's very good. You will never see another Survivor season like this. I, I think when it's all said and done, people look back on it 
and they'll realize how unique it was and how different it was from anything else you're likely to see. Yeah, watch like this time next year. We're gonna binge watch the entire season. And be like, you know what? I'll say. <laughs> if nothing else, it's it's had a lot of lively discussion. You know, yeah, it was never boring. No one could ever accuse it of being that's. That. It was never boring. Were there frustrating moments? Of obviously, it's Survivor season. There's not going to be every moment where everyone's going to do something great. This episode, for example, <laughs> I'm going to stay this till I'm going to say this to the end. No one played good this episode. Leia played good. Leia played well in this episode. She got she got she manipulated everybody, but nobody else was playing particularly well. I agree. Yeah, okay. With the exception of Leia, everyone played terrible. <laughs> Which we'll is something see, I... we'll have to see if that continues next week. Yeah, will everyone continue to play terrible? I think so. But what is good gameplay? No one actually knows. Yeah, it, there's no like uh there's no hard and fast rule about it, right? Yeah, no, you could play literally no game and you could still win because the jury liked you more. Yeah. All right. Well, Thank you for having you. me and hope you enjoy the rest of the last three episodes of Survivor Michigan All-Stars. Thanks and good luck to finishing the season. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, I'll let you go back into hiding. <laughs> Thanks. Bye, everyone.